Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. Second Kings, the second chapter, verses two and one. We'll drop down to verse four, drop down to verse six, and then nine and ten. And then there'll be one scripture in the New Testament that's found in Second Timothy four, six through eight. In Second Kings, the second chapter, verses one and two. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elijah said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Verse 4. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. Verse 6. And Elijah said unto to him, Terry, I pray thee, hear, for the Lord hath sent me to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went. Drop down to verses 9 and 10. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing, nevertheless. If thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. If you would, Turn to Second Timothy. Paul is giving his farewells here to Timothy and to all those that have been faithful with him in the ministry. And this is what he said. For I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight and I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearance. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, we once again come before your throne of grace and glory.
realizing that, Lord, without you, we can do nothing. So there's no pretending this morning, Lord. I need you, Lord. We need you. We need to hear a word from you. For without a word from you, we will not know what to do. So, Lord, please give us this word that will convict us and convince us and convert us, Lord, to what the Bible has to say. And, Lord, if there are those that are here today that have never known you in the power and might of your Holy Spirit, this day let them say, Lord, I'm hungry for you. If somebody here that, that needs a miracle, let them see that the miracle worker is in the house. Whatever their needs are, Lord, let them look to you, the author and finisher of their faith. And if there's somebody here that's never, Lord, again, known you in the power and might of your Holy Spirit in the parting of their sins, let them repent this day and be baptized in your name. And, Lord, you will and can fill them with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And as far as your servant, Lord, I again ask you to please lend me your anointing. For it's through your anointing that yokes are destroyed, chains and feathers break off. And when all these things are said and done, we'll remember to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Let everyone say, in Jesus' name. Before you're seated, just want to read to you verses 1 and 2 of 2 Kings. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elijah said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down. And verses 9 and 10, And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. In the remaining time that I have, if you would allow me to minister to you from this thought, stay focused and committed until the end. Tell that neighbor next to you, watch out for the distractions. God bless you. You may be seated. Stay focused and committed until the end. As I've given you the thought or the subject, there, there are three words that stick out that I, I think is needful just to define. Committed, bound or obligated to a person or thing as by a pledge or an insurance devoted to. Focused of a person or their eyes adapt to the prevailing level of light and become able to see clearly pay particular attention to. In three, end. A final part or something, especially a period of time, 
an activity or a story. It's a goal or a result that one seeks to achieve. As we look back at this account in 2 Kings, immediately prior to the time that Elijah was caught up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah requests something of the man of God. He, he requests that when you leave, give me a double portion of your spirit. Some have interpreted it, give me a double portion of your anointing. How God uses and blesses you. And so now he's taken up. We, we look at it and He's asking some things that are hard as we look at the scriptures. It's, and it's, it's a hard saying. But when you look back, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. Nothing at all. I would at this time, I'd like Lady Haynes to do me a favor and look at Psalm, I stand corrected, Kings again as she prepares to read Second Kings the second chapter, verses 1 through 15, and allow me to expand, allow me to enlighten, allow me to make live what's happening at this account. Please read. And it came to pass. Stop. And it came to what? Pass. And it came to pass. Those five words give me a lot of hope. I don't know about you, gives me a lot of encouragement because there's some things I'm looking to God to bring to pass. If he did it, then he'll do it now. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Read. When the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind. Okay, so it, it's not that he did not know. He, he was aware what was about to happen. That Elijah went with Elijah from Gilgal. Notice that Elisha went with Elijah. One is the senior prophet, if you allow me to use this word, and the other is the apprentice. How many of you know the apprentice can't do anything until the teacher leaves the scene? There are a lot of times we want to do and be that person, but we can't until it's our appointed time. See, God has a due season for every last one of us. And if we wait on the due season, I promise you, you'll walk in the favor. You'll walk in the blessings of God. So now we find Elijah is going and Elisha is following him. And Elijah said unto Elijah, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Stop. Somebody might be saying we read that, and I don't understand why this man of God is telling his apprentice, I don't want you to go any further. Just stay right here. Turn to your neighbor and say he was just testing him. See, if he was going to stay focused, and if he was going to stay committed to the end. So he says, now stay right here, because I've got to go to Bethel. Read. And Elijah said unto him, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went to Bethel. It sounds like he had made up in his mind, I won't let nothing distract me. 
I won't let this test get the best of me. Although you are my senior, I know that I got to stay with you to the end. There's sometimes in ministry, you start off with people. And, and people are so familiar with the ministry, and they know the people that are here. And sometimes they'll say, like, is brother so-and-so still with you? Sister so-and-so still with you? They're not just asking in some cases. Some cases they want to find out if you're free, if you're available. Sometimes they want to ask because they see the dedication in you, and they would like to know, what can I do to get them? What can I do to get her? And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elijah mm-hmm. and said unto him, Knoweth thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yea, I know it. Hold Ta- ye. Hold ye what? Your peace. Let, let me say this. Say, watch out for the distractions. Watch out for the distractions. <laughs> Here it is. The sons of the prophet. They come to him and say, wait a minute. Newsflash, today, your senior prophet is going to be leaving here. Do you know that? I I, I love how Elisha handled it in that moment. Because he understood that it was a test, first of all. Second of all, he knew that there were some distractions that were coming up. And when they said, do you know that your master will be leaving you today? Modern day vernacular. Yeah, what of it? I'm walking close with him. He can't shake me. Yeah, I know it. Matter of fact, why don't you do me a favor? Put a lid on it. Hush your voice. Shut up! I know what's happening. And Elijah said unto him, Elijah, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I would not leave thee, so they came to Jericho. I love the consistency. I I love his response to what Elijah is saying to him. He has the same words again and again. Read. And the sons of the prophet that were at Jericho came to Elijah and said unto him, Knoweth thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, yea, I know it. Hold your peace. Do you notice the closer we walk, the closer we want to get to our blessings, there's some people there that will distract us. There are some people that will try to detour you from the destiny that God has for you. Notice that it's the sons of the prophet. They go out from Bethel and they tell him. Now he's going to another place. In Jericho, and there's some more sons of the prophet. How many of you know everywhere you go, there's people? <laughs> there's distractions. There's detours. But you've got to be consistent in the fact that I'm staying focused and I'm committed unto the end. Read. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. Somebody might say, that's redundancy at its best. No, what it is, is somebody's got their mind made up and their heart fixed to be a servant. Somebody said, I don't care where you go. I'll be with you. It kind of reminds me of Ruth. You know the account. This lady, her sons die, and she has these two daughter-in-laws that are with her. 
And she says, now, you, baby, baby, you might as well go on ahead now. I'm an old lady now. I can't bear no more sons. Naomi, she's trying to tell them, go ahead. But you know what Ruth says? Wherever thou goest, I'll go. Wherever you lay your head, I'll lay my head. Your God will be my God. I wish in these last days that I could be somebody to be raised up that will make up in their mind. I don't care what comes. I don't care what goes. I'm, I'm staying. I'm focused until the end. So they say the same thing. He says the same thing. Continue. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. Now, now this, this is the part I want you to understand. The naysayers, the haters, modern day vernacular, they'll tell you something and they'll stand afar off to see what you're going to do. Let me see if he's going to follow up what I told him. Let me see if I'm going to mess him up by his attitude, her attitude changing toward the things of God. Let me just see. The Bible said they stood afar off. What happens next? And they too stood by Jordan. Now, just the two of them, Elijah and Elisha. They're standing by the Jordan. Something is there. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together mm-hmm. and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. So you see, now the prophets, the sons of the prophet, they're just observers. They're just standing watching. While Elijah and Elisha are making up in their mind, we're going across. But how many of you know when you want to do something for God, there's some things in your way. There's some stuff in your way. And the Bible said he took his mantle, wrapped his hand around it, and he smote the water. And then guess what? They walked on dry ground. How many of you know if God did it once, he could do it again? Kind of sounds reminiscent of Moses in that crowd. Facing the Red Sea. And it came to pass when they were gone over. And it came to pass that when they were going over, what? That Elijah said unto Elijah, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. When he recognizes, I've done everything to shake this fellow loose. And he's still holding on. Here I am. I'm acting like I'm going right, but I'm going left. And he's still with me. He said, you know what? Since you're so consistent, what is it you want? That's my question to you. What is it that you want from God? What is it that you desire God to do in your life? What is it something right now? If God said these very words to you, what would you reply? What is it that you want from me? And what does he say? And Elijah said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Now somebody... You might think that that's insignificant. And I'll show you the significance of it a little bit later. You might think that's insignificant. That here he is. He sees this man. The Bible says that he wants a double portion of what he had. When you get a chance, and I'll just rattle off some scripture, and I'll rattle off the accounts. But you need to go and do a study. Do you know how God used Elijah do you know how many miracles were wrought by him? Do you realize that he's saying that what God did for you, that's real good. But what I want him to do for me is double. There are about 14 miracles listed in the Bible for Elijah. 
And he says, I want double that. And he said, thou have asked a hard thing. Thou hast asked a what? A hard thing. See, the reason why it was hard is because he understood that in order to do these things, you just can't want them. It's more than a notion. A lot of people want an anointing or the spirit of this person that they see operate in the spirit. They see that person and they say, I want what they have. Kind of reminds me, Bishop T.D. Jakes, many of y'all know him. Get ready, get ready, get ready. So he said he was before his, where people really knew him. Then he started rising in popularity. He had called for altar call and people came down and he said, what is it? As the prophet said, what is it that I can do for you? That fellow he was about to pray for, he said, I want your anointing. He said, you want my anointing? You want what I got? He said, yes, sir. I really want that. He said, you want what you see God using me? You want that same? He said, yes, sir. He said, well, then let me pray for you. He said, Lord, let them come take his car. (laughs) Lord, let him go to the icebox. And all there is is cold water. Lord, let the man say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I prayed for your anointing. You didn't know that the anointing caused something? Did you know that it's a consecrated life? It's a prayer life. It's putting your plate down. And you say you want it? So that's why Elijah said, you ask a hard thing, bro. You asking a hard thing, but. What did he say? Nevertheless. Nevertheless. It's difficult. It's hard. I I know how God is using me and how he used me. But you are going to be my predecessor. So ask what you will. If thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. What he's saying is if you see me when I leave here. Somebody says seeing denotes being <laughs> in other words you gonna have to be there <laughs> See, sometimes <laughs> thank you jesus sometimes we want stuff and we won't come to the house where the stuff is at oh y'all got extra quiet right there <laughs> so he says this okay if you see me and we saying seeing equates to being so if you see me leave here that means you've got to be watching me you got to be seeing what i do You got to be looking at me every second because it's coming. And he says, when you see that and you stay committed until the end, he said, okay, you have it. And he says, but if not, you won't. Now, they're they're, they're doing a casual stroll, just Elijah and Elisha. All of a sudden, the Bible says something comes between them. Notice the prophet's. The sons of the prophet couldn't get between them. The Jordan couldn't get between them. But now something comes between them. What is it? And it came to pass as they still went on and talked that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. Now, here it is. The event that they've been waiting for. Drum roll, please. What's going to happen now? What's going to happen now that they're walking and all of a sudden the horses, the chariots of fire come between them. There used to be an old, as they say, Negro hymn. 
Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. They got that right out of the Bible. It was the uh, account with Elijah. And, and they believed, our forefathers believed that one day, me too, because I stayed focused. I stayed committed to the end. Is coming for to carry me home. Read. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Mm-hmm. And Elijah saw it and he cried. My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. Wait and a minute. What he's saying is, it's time to pay up. <laughs> I've shown you that nothing came between us. I've shown you that I've been committed. I've shown you that I stayed focused. I knew exactly how it happened. And he said, when he said that, all of a sudden, a mantle from heaven flew down. Read. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them into pieces. Mm -hmm. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Now, this is the moment of truth. I said, Lord, I want what he's got. But I want a double portion. We've already established it. And I'm going to read you some scripture where he has had a phenomenal life being used by God 14 miracles. Now he says this is the defining moment. I've got his mantle in my hand. The Bible says that he stood before the Jordan. Don't forget this has just occurred. He's walked with this man through these 14 miracles and he's seen the last one that he did. Now he's going to duplicate it. He takes that mantle puts it in his hand and he smite no read read I want you to read that and he took the mantle of Elijah uh-huh. that fell from him yeah and smote the waters what did he do he smote the waters uh-huh. and said what did he say where is the Lord God where is the Lord God what did he say where is the Lord God of Elijah and when he also smitten the waters they parted hither and thither and Thank Elijah God. went over. What happened? He said, I'm going to put it to the test. I'm going to see if this manna works for me. Matter of fact, I'm going to see if it works to the point where I've got a double portion of it. So he takes the manna and he says, where is the God of this man? This great prophet of God. Bow. The Bible said he smote the water and just like it did for his Senior prophet, he's walking across. I want you to read a little bit further. Read on. And when the sons of the prophet, which were to view at Jericho, saw him. Now, now don't forget now. They have proven who they were. They were just naysayers. They were just haters. They were just observers. So they stood and they saw. Remember, we said seeing equates to being. They weren't ready to be with him. Sometimes people say, I want this and I want that from God. But you're really not ready for it. Now they see it occur. Read. And when the sons of the prophet, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah do arrest on Elijah. Do you know how they came to that conclusion? It's just like you. When you live for Jesus, when you walk with Jesus, Acts, the fourth chapter. And drop down to verse number 12 and 13. 
This is how the sons of the prophets understood that they had now acquired the same spirit. 4 and 12, it says, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. This is where I want to point you to, though. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, see, prior to this, Peter had denied Christ back in the day. Somebody said that was that was then and this is now. <laughs> the Lord said, before the cock crow three times, you're going to deny me. And he did. He was a wimp. He was a coward. But now the scripture says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they understood this one simple conclusion. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. How did the prophets of the sons know that Elijah now had the spirit of Elijah? Because they saw it demonstrated. God needs somebody in here to allow him to use your life as a stage, a platform, if you would, so he can produce what he does in the hearts and lives of people that you'll touch. The spirit of Elijah do arrest on Elijah, and they went to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. You see what happens? Thank you, Lady Haynes. They bow themselves to the ground. They bow themselves to the ground before him they began to do what no one else thought they did excuse me he did what no one else could do and so they said to themselves hmm they've got something here I told you earlier that I was going to share with you as we chronicle the life of this great prophet the senior prophet if you would Elijah he did some things that were notable and I count and you do it yourself because he asked for a double anointing of what this man of God had. And when you look at his life, these are the things that he was able to do. Causing the rain to cease for three and a half years, 1 Kings 17 and 1. Being fed by the ravens in 1 Kings 17 and 4. Three, miracles of barrels of meal and crews of oil in 1 Kings 17 and 14. Four, raids resurrection of the widow's son in first Kings 17 and 12 calling fire from heaven on the altar first Kings 18 and 33 six causing to rain first Kings 18 and 45 seven prophesying that Ahab's sons would all be destroyed first Kings 21 and 22 Eight, prophecy that Jezebel would be eaten by dogs, 1 Kings 21 and 23. Nine, prophecy that Ahazai would die of his illness, 2 Kings 1 and 4. Ten, calling fire from heaven upon the first 50 soldiers in 2 Kings 1 and 10. Eleven, calling fire down from heaven on the second group of 50 soldiers in 2 Kings 1 and 12. 12, parting of the Jordan River, 2 Kings 2 and 8. 13, prophesying Elijah should have double portion of his spirit, 2 Kings 2 and 10. And 14, being caught up to heaven in a whirlwind, 2 Kings 2 and 11. 
Now, that is what Elijah did. Now, Elisha asked for a double portion. I know I've got me some mathematicians. You done already figured it out. He did precisely what he said. He's going to allow him not just to do 14 miracles, but 28 miracles. And for your hearing pleasure, let me read to you where those things come from. Number one, the parting of the Jordan. That was the first act that he did. Number two, healing the waters, 2 Kings 2 and 21. Three, curse of the she-bears in 2 Kings 2 and 24. Four, filling the valley with water, 2 Kings 3 and 17. Five, deception of the Mobites with the valley of blood, 2 Kings 3 and 22. Six, miracles of vessels of oil, 2 Kings 4 and 4. Seven, Prophecy that that Shumanite woman would have a son, 2 Kings 4 and 16. 8. Resurrection of the Shulamite son, 2 Kings 4 and 34. 9. Healing of the gourds, 2 Kings 4 and 41. 10. Miracles of the bread, 2 Kings 4 and 43. 11. Healing of Naaman, 2 Kings 5 and 14. 12. Perception of Gehazi's transgression, 2 Kings 5 and 26. 13, cursing Gehazi with leprosy, 2 Kings 5 and 27. Floating of the axe head, 2 Kings 6 and 6. 15, prophecy of Syrian battle plans, 2 Kings 6 and 9. 16, vision of chariots, 2 Kings 6 and 17. 17, smiting Assyrian army with blindness, 2 Kings 16 and 18. 18, restoring the sight of the Assyrian army, 2 Kings 6 and 20. 19, prophecy of the end of the great famine, 2 Kings 7 and 1. 20, prophecy that the scoffing nobleman would see but not partake of the abundance, 2 Kings 7 and 2. 21, deception of the Syrians with the sound of chariots, 2 Kings 7 and 6. 22, prophecy of seven-year famine, 2 Kings 8 and 1. 23, prophecy of Abinadab, untimely death, 2 Kings 8 and 10. 24, prophecy of Hazel, cruelly to Israel, 2 Kings 8 and 12. 25, prophecy that Jehu would smite the house of Ahab, 2 Kings 9 and 7. Prophecy that Joash would smite the Syrians, 2 Kings 13 and 17. 27, prophecy that Joash would smite Syria thrice but not consume it, 2 Kings 13 and 19. And lastly, 2 Kings 28 The 28th miracle, the resurrection of a man touched by his bones, 2 Kings 13 and 21. Time doesn't permit me, but I would like to say this. Stay focused. There are a lot of things that are coming in the world that will cause you to leave your focus off of God and put it on things and people. Stay focused. No matter what things appear like, You've got to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. 
We've got to stay focused because there are too many accounts in the Bible where people stayed the course. They stayed focused. They stayed committed unto the end. That's why Paul, when he was about to leave, he was talking to Timothy and he was saying that the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. See, we've got to hold on to the faith, y'all. Don't let nobody cause your faith to be diluted and diminished. Thank you, Father. I got to give you thanks. Because, Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at it now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, I got to give you praise because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God and it has brought us joy. Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive and with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen.